Hey, welcome back to Anchor and Devoted. I'm Pastor Joseph. Welcome Jared. back. I'm Pastor he Joseph. Is Pastor Joseph. What? Yep. We're still we the same are. people. We love you. <laughs> I'm glad you guys. I don't guys, know what uh, voice that was. <laughs> it was yours. That was just authenticity right there. That was the epitome of mm-hmm. authenticity. Mm-hmm. 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 I don't know what you throw. I'm not catching it, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We got something better than our banter. We got scripture. How about we that? are continuing with uh, scriptures every new Christian should know. Mm-hmm. And this morning we're going to look at First John chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Mm-hmm. He, he was, was in the beginning with God. Amen. That's it. That's verse 1, 1 and 1, 2 out of John. You nailed it. ESV. Look at you. All Jesus-y you know what? and whatnot. I did a little bit of memorization in my day. <laughs> Pull that out. I got my merit badge. You have a badge for that? <laughs> no. I'm officially scared. I don't. <laughs> okay. I don't. So I may have gotten a, a you know a bookmark or something. I don't know. Were you in one of those no. Bible trivia? I would love to see you in that a video. Um anyway. <laughs> in the beginning, we just talked Big about hair, Genesis 1 1. Yes, I'd love to see you rocking the fro, um, trying to quote your Bible verse for the week. And, That's right. You know, the big crowd applauding you on. Yeah. That kind of thing. <laughs> anyway, um, in the beginning was the word. Um, we just looked at Genesis 1 1. And um, I want to remind you and myself that beginnings are important. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's um, first day of school or um, first day on a new job or uh, first day, you know, as far as adoption in a new family. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to a couple um, courthouses and seen uh, um, the foster process for a child that really wants to stay with their foster family. Mm-hmm. And been humbled at, uh, um, again, how the beginning had started prior to what I was watching. Um, but that there was a beginning, and it played such a, a significant role uh, that the milestones later in life um, uh, were accumulated on the beginning. And so right. often uh, we just don't associate it as foundational. And I would right. say, this is in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Obviously, this is making huge allusion back to Genesis one one. Yep, where we left just came from. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Starting with the same three words, and when the original Genesis one one was written in Hebrew, in John's day they would have been reading it in Greek. And so the Greek for Genesis 1-1, those first few words, and the Greek for John, first for John 1-1 are identical. It's the same exact word. And John did it on purpose. And I'm going to cheat here. I'm going to go all the way to the end of John. Oh, I thought in, you had uh, Revelations. That's right. Well, that, that's really the end of John, but no, we'll do that. John 20-31. John tells us his purpose for writing the story. And he says, but these things are written that you might believe 
in Jesus the Messiah, and that in believing, you might have eternal life. So John has a unique purpose in his mind as he's writing this, and it it shapes the way that he opens up his letter, his, his gospel. And John's gospel is distinct from the other three gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and that while all four of them are giving an account of Jesus's life, John very clearly here is tying his gospel back to Genesis 1-1 and God the Creator and putting Jesus as the Word, which, again, spoiler alert, sorry, we'll get to that one a little bit later. He's putting Jesus right there in the beginning with God as Creator. And so just like we had in Genesis 1-1, where we have the self-revelation of God, but not just as God, but also as Creator, we have this here in John 1-1. For the purpose of saying, I'm, I'm telling you this so that you can have eternal life. That's so different, again, to beat on this a little bit, than once upon a time in a land far, far away. It's not simply a, to whom it may concern, now let's get to the meat of why we're writing this. But it is also so easy to trip past because of how familiar it is. So where's this idea of a word come from? Why is there it is. I was this power in the word. Um, this is this word became flesh for you and me. This word is Christ. This word is truth and love and grace and justice and mercy and holiness. This word is literally um, part of creation. Like, just as he breathed into man the breath Even of life. Even more than being a part, author of. Yeah, like this is this is the this is the main thing, the word of God. Um, he's making himself known to his people through his word. He did this with Moses in the burning bush. He did this, you know, uh, through the first five books of the Bible. Um, he did this uh, as he liberated um, the Israelites out of Egypt. He, he wants to be known and not just um, worshipped from a distance. Mm -hmm. um, he, wants, <laughs> he wants to be central. He wants to be in relationship. Um, and God is teaching us in this what we need to know that he seeks worshipers. He seeks psalmists. He seeks harpists. He, se he seeks people right. to share the word as prophets and teachers. And he, he wants this revelation to be clear that he alone, not only did he create it, which is enough, mm -hmm. right? Not only did he create mankind, but he, he was willing, Jesus, to come to earth. And that's huge considering how many sinners cover it. <laughs> right Alone. now, eight billion. <laughs> exactly. Then there's even more to know this is from the beginning. Like this is, as I stated it for Genesis 1, when this is out of intentionality. This isn't 
some randomness. This is on purpose. You're willing to come and hang out with sinners. Yeah. And this is what you want. I don't even want to hang out with sinners. And that's my job. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I love the sheeple. I, and yet I love the sheeple because of what he has done for me. And him in me makes me better. He completes me. And the relationship with him where he is removing my brokenness and silliness and foolishness and sinfulness. Um, He did so much on the cross, so much I can't even fully understand it. And yet there's more as I step into his presence. I'm cheating, yes, because he is amazing. He was with God. He's separate. And yet he is God. He's the same. That's huge. That's that's defies understanding. That is to use a scriptural term. That is a mystery. It is that really part is of the Trinity. Fathom trying to explain that, and we we cheated. We didn't talk about Genesis one three as far as the Holy Spirit nope. hovering over the earth and all that kind of stuff. But no, nope. there's so much in these details that we glance right over because we're focused on okay, what happened on day one? What happened on day two? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yet in here in the beginning, it's okay. What do I need to know about John? Who wrote it yep. again? Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. What's the main focus? Okay, let me read and look just for the main focus, as opposed to recognizing that this is a God thing. And whenever it is a God thing, I need to step back and be mindful that there are so many pieces to this that I need to I need to chew on it. I need to meditate on it. I need to rest with it. I need to awaken with it. I need to learn about it. I need to engage with others about it. I need to go so, to him with it. Look at this, okay? Okay. In his letters, in mm-hmm. the, the letters that John wrote, mm-hmm. specifically first John, mm-hmm. he gives a basis of authority. The the authority that he's basing it on is the fact that he is a witness. He mm-hmm. starts the epistle first John and says, that which we saw with our eyes, which we touched with our hands, which we heard with our ears. This is what we're talking about. He doesn't do this in the Gospel of John. Luke, in his letter to uh, the first letter to Theophilus, he says, Theophilus, in order to give you an account of all the things that you've heard, we've undertaken to write down and to study and to send you a full report. Here's the, here's the basis on which I'm sending this to you. Here's the authority to which I'm, I'm appealing. It's the research. He does the same thing in the book of Acts. And in Matthew, um, it starts with the genealogy. Here's the basis. We're going to lay out this argument and say, here's where this person came from. This is the basis of authority. In John, just like in Genesis, the authority that's appealed to is God himself. It doesn't go back any further than that because it can't. This is the ultimate place where either you take it or you reject it. You say, I agree, and it's true, or I disagree, I believe it's false, and I'm willing to stand on it. But God gives no alternative. And this is also where the uh, one of the places where the Mormons have gotten it very wrong. Because they've, they've looked at the Greek, and they've looked at some other things, and they've looked at, you know, more importantly, they've, they've looked at the deception that was brought to them. This verse in the Greek says really simply, in the beginning, the Word. 
and the word, the God. And he uses these definite articles, the, as a way of giving emphasis to how concrete these ideas are. And the Mormons want to say, well, that Greek word, that definite article could be a. Okay, so your reading here is going to be then in the beginning, a word and a word, a God. That, that's what you're going with here? I mean, that's going to undercut your entire argument, by the way, if you want to go with this, because that then means that there are other gods, and if there are, then what's your claim to follow this one? But number two, to see in the Greek just how strong the connection is. The Greek has a way to say, and the word was God. It could, John could have done that. Now, his facility with the Greek wasn't tremendous, but he could have, and he chose not to. He chose to use as few words as possible, even cutting some out that would have been helpful in order to say, you need to understand, this is so connected that the only way I can say this is, in the beginning, the word. And the word, God. That's the same. This is what we're talking about here. And he goes on from there to talk about who the word is and how the word came and what the word did. And he gets all the way to the end of the book. And he says, again, I wrote this so that you might know Jesus, the Messiah. And that in knowing him, you might believe in him and have eternal life. That, at least for me, is a huge reason that we can't simply skip past this without, you know, it's like running a marathon without tying your shoes. Can you do it? You might be able to, but it's probably going to trip you up. So slow down. Make sure you do hit the fundamentals right beginning where you should. This is an eternal race. And Jesus is eternal. As we wrestle with this, are we focused on relationship with him? So that not only can we hear well done and good and faithful servant when we show up in the space, but more importantly, we can hear welcome home. That's what it's all about. Three, three in one, Trinity, perfect harmony. We see it. We know it. A life, a love, a journey filled with engaging one another with the other first. We have our work cut out for us. God first, other second. Self third. Live a life of distinction, built with courage and faith as you follow him in this day, because in the beginning, he loved you enough. And that should be enough for today. Yeah. Thanks for listening to us. Set. Peace out. <laughs> Love you guys.